good. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Uh, happy Tuesday, Chris. Before we get into it, this episode of Nice Shirt and Beer Songs is brought to you by Heavy's Headphones. This is Brendan reading the ad for once. And let me just tell you, these headphones are kick-ass. Um, they're, as I say, put those on your ear, the most comfortable headphones that I've ever worn and the best sound quality that I've ever heard. Five built-in speakers. These things are built for metalheads, and they will change the way you listen to music. They run promotions on their website constantly. Uh, it's Black Friday every day over there. So if you're not busy, if you got two minutes and you want to listen to some good music, head over to heavies.com. And grab yourself a pair. Let's do this shit. Yep. Mm. I don't even want to stop it. That's the no, thing. it's good. Yeah. And then Miles comes in. Oh. Yeah. It's so good. So we saw Alter Bridge perform that song. That was basically a year ago now. It was Holy in February. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Middle of February. Wow. Oh man. That doesn't feel that long ago to me. No. What it doesn't, it doesn't at the same time. Yeah. I mean a lot has fucking happened. Yes. So I do but that show, it really stuck with me because I was on the mm-hmm. fence with Alter Bridge. Um I and- wasn't an Alter Bridge guy before that show. At all. Yeah. We had a great view. Oh, man. It was great. Uh, Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah. Wellmont Theater. Wellmont Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Great Gramit. little bar right there, too. Oh, yeah. It was yep. perfect. Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was a good lineup, actually. Yeah. I mean, just it was solid. Red, it was Red, Mammoth, and uh, Alter Bridge. Yeah. I didn't like Red's performance, but that's... We also only saw one Red song. I know. It was breathing <laughs> to me, but it was a it was lot not of... great. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of backing track on that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not I still love Red, though. Yes. Red is great. All right, but good recording you know, artist maybe. Yeah, and yeah. you know I'm trying to be a little more unhinged on here. That's sure. what I decided. It's like a new sure. resolution. Fine, I don't have to be that polite. I respect and love all these bands, but I can you know yeah. shoot from the hip. Far every more now talented and then. than you and I. Yeah, significantly. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. we again, it's a podcast. I still have opinion. by fans for fans. Right. Yeah, and we can you know, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we are grateful for all of them. So welcome, episode fifteen. That's a milestone. Yes, even though it's our sixteenth. <laughs> Technically. Because of the Thanksgiving special. Mm. the uh, It should be the episode we don't speak of. And yeah. there's no reason the for that. that should not be named. Other than the fact that no one wanted to hear, just well, no one wanted to hear yeah. it for some reason. Everyone's not thankful. Yeah, apparently. Mm. Like, come on, guys. It's not uh, our fault. Yeah, no, it's definitely not our fault. It, c- it couldn't be. Nope. Uh, so in this episode... We are going to do things a little bit differently because we have two huge topics. Yes. And a fuck ton of news. Yes. So... One topic that we have, we got to talk about the Grammy results. Yes. And we don't have to talk about it at length because... Yeah. Yeah. There was no... uh, There was no big surprises, I'd say. It's like the elephant in the room. Not even an elephant. Like a... uh, Like kind of like a... Like a tortoise in the room. Yeah. It's bigger than a normal turtle. Let me... Yeah. You should be like a little concerned about it. But... It's not like an elephant, <laughs> but it's still worth, you know, as, as metal fans, it's always interesting to see what bands they do choose. Uh, and some of these were pretty surprising. So first we'll do the Grammys. Yes. Then 
If you don't like that, don't worry, because we're going to get into some crazy, crazy news stories that have broken. We do have crazy. And I feel like I say that every week, but I don't know. The world of rock and metal just continues to surprise me. There's good headlines. And and, and we'll address some headlines that are blatantly trying to grab people's attention Mm -hmm. that are like bullshit. And then some that are genuinely very interesting. So we'll call them both out. Yeah. Yeah. As we should. And then finally... Uh, and this was a topic submitted by you listeners. So first of all, thank you for yes. us listening and coming up with this great idea. We are going to break down super groups, which are a fascinating thing. It's an interesting animal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on an animal thing apparently today. Yeah. Um, you know, like what, like every super group, just because you have talented members doesn't mean it's a good super group. So I want to call out some super groups that were amazing. Some that were kind of like a flash in the pan and then maybe some that just didn't really do it. Yeah. That people haven't heard of. Yeah. And I have a feeling I have some, that, some you, that I have, you haven't heard oh, of. Oh yeah. Can I also tell you, I wanted to tell you this live. Um, so we just heard alter bridge, which is a super group. Yes. Uh, so they're right on yes. theme. I got to show you this. Crunching, crunching. Look. So I told you I made a big purchase today. Oh. Look what I just got. Let's see. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. That's what? my birthday. Oh shit. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't realize it's really, your birthday. I'm past the point of celebrating, so <laughs> it's just a, more of a call out than anything. I didn't really I I honestly think on a Friday this year. I thought you oh, were, we're in a leap year. That's dude. why. Oh my God. I thought you were before Thanksgiving. It de- sometimes I am. Oh, it really depends. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, maybe you'll come. Well, that's great <laughs> because <laughs> I remember we were talking about a possible show yep. in New Jersey, but that you can't make that one. So that, yes, they, did they add that date? Yes. So what <laughs> I just showed Brendan was a Creed ticket. is going to sell out MSG. Yes. Fuck. Yes. They just added like 15 wow. new dates. And one of them was that MSG. Uh, there's two dates in New Jersey uh, before that. And I will, we'll do an episode where I do get into why I can't make those. Yep. Um, but November 29th. You can make that. I can make that. So it'll be a nice little uh, date night with uh, me and the wifey at MSG. And dude, I did my classic thing. I'm on Ticketmaster. And of course, this was a pre-sale. And guess what the pre-sale code was? Higher? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Yes. Yes. It was higher. Uh, So I went on the pre-sale. And of course, GA was completely blocked off. So this is a little bit of advice for anyone listening too or for everyone who's listening, um, if you see GA grayed out on Ticketmaster, don't be discouraged. Mm-hmm. That You could keep clicking on that box that says GA, so it's usually like, like if there are tickets available, it'll be blue. Beautiful. Click it, click another area, then click back. Once you're waiting in the queue, what happens is a lot of people time out yep. and tickets become available. So it happened to me three times where I even had the general admission tickets in my cart. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, it said, sorry, these tickets are no longer available. Yeah. I kept trying, and I got the tickets. Damn. So, yeah, Creed and uh, three, door, three Doors Down. Oh, my God. Three Doors Down is opening. Fuck. Are you serious? Yes, ma'am. I might just go for that. I, I know you love them, so I love three doors we'll talk, and you know, obviously, we could go together. We could figure this out. Yeah, I know. It was one of those things. But also, if it's a date night. No, no. No, 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 no. But date night with other circumstances i am happy to spend my birthday doing other things i appreciate that yes we've got we've got that covered don't you worry 
All right, I'll go see Three Doors Down. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, you should. I've and a huge Three Doors Down kick. Like, I know, yeah, like massive. Like I listen, I to, I've been listening to them every day. Wow. Okay, I didn't know it was that much. No, yeah, big. Shit, they're fucking good, man. It they're surprisingly good. Southern rock too. Yeah, it's Southern rock. It has I don't know. It's just. It's really good songwriting. It, it blows my mind that they aren't as active as they are. But mm-hmm. hey, like Creed too. Yeah, right. I'll cue you into something real quick. So I've been I've been curating a playlist on Spotify, mm-hmm. which I don't know. You, I don't think you follow me, but <laughs> sad. I don't follow um, anyone. For everyone that's listening, there's a playlist on my Spotify that's called SMFS, which is an acronym for. Can you guess? Southern metal? No, no. Oh, you're way off. You're way <laughs> off. Uh, no, I don't know. It is a playlist for God willing, my son one day. Wow. And it stands for songs for my son. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. So there's a bunch of songs in there that I've been slowly adding, very slowly, because I'm okay. very particular about what's in so there. So the first one on there is Simple Man. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I. I was watching. I'll tell you what's in there, actually. Yeah, please do. This I I, I don't and know how this hasn't been brought up. While you pull it up, I was watching Reacher, and mm-hmm. um, when I, I was watching it alone, wife's asleep, and it was just one of those things. Simple Man came on in a very timely moment at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I was fighting back, tearing up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was hit, it just you know when it hits right on those heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a beautiful tune. Yeah. So it's actually, it's in a pretty eclectic mix. Okay. Name first, some. First song in there isn't uh, Simple Man. It's Whiskey in the Jar. Wow. By, by Metallica. I love Not that. the original. I have, <laughs> I have Something to Remind You by Stained. Holy shit, it's, dude. It's heavy shit. Too, yeah, it's for, dark. For no good reason. Bound for the Floor. Funny Jeez. enough, is in there. <laughs> Simple Man, obviously. Defy You by The Offspring is in there. Okay, like Here, that. There's some good ones. There's some interesting ones. Is that here. like a social stance a little bit? Def- Defy You? Is it about like No, it's it's, it's like relationship. Oh, okay. Related, I believe. Okay. Um, I have Can I Kick It by A Tribe Called Quest in there because yep. 90s hip hop needs to survive. <sighs> I like that. Uh, Cover Me by it. Candlebox is there. Beautiful. Low Die by Creedence Clearwater Revival is there. That's my favorite CCR song. Need it. Uh, Take It to Heaven. This is how we got here. Take It to Heaven by Three Doors Down is one of my favorite songs of all time. Which album is that on? Uh, self-titled, I believe. Uh, oh, wait, no, no. It's on... Um, I was going to say, no it's away from the sound. It's away from, Okay, away from so the that's album two. Yes. Yes. I believe. Yeah. That, that song has slowly creeped into... Uh, maybe my top five songs of all time favorite my favorite Damn. yeah mm-hmm. i get it i honest Dude. i honestly get it fucking love that song you know what yeah. i didn't know so i see i'm looking at their discography you have the better life obviously dude away from the sun it's so good i've never seen this one 17 days have you heard of this out al- I- that's the album that uh the bob seeger song is on Ah, there you go, Landing in London. Dude, it's actually really good, that album. I'm sure it is, because they're very, good songwriters. It's very under underappreciated. I like. I love their self-titled. Amazing. Uh, Train, Citizen, Soldier, It's Not My Time, Let Me Be Myself. Come on. Dude, it, yeah. You could you could spend a day listening to them and not be upset about it at all. Yeah, now, Time time of My Life, I don't know a single one on that one. Let but, me see. Uh, yeah, sorry. 
I could also pull it up, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. any on that one. No. And then their latest 2016, a, a bold burning alt rock call to arms. Okay. Boo. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't listened to that one yet either. Yeah. So there's, they've got what? Three, four, five, six, six, one, two, three, four, five, six albums. But first, not enough first, for us. First three. Holy shit. Four, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's surprising that they didn't take over. I feel like especially now with the rise of country music, it's almost like they were before their time. Well, they're not super country. They're southern enough. Enough. But not to be in the, like C- was, the was, CMAs. But I was kind of surprised when I when they were like, oh, I think Mississippi is where they're from. Yep. I was kind of like surprised by that. I felt like, for me personally, I knew right away, but mm. I could get how they, they're not like crazy twangy. To me, they're, no, they're not. their songwriting just reminded me of country songs. Interesting. But in a alt-rock, post-grunge yeah. blend. Well, I'm yeah. going to have to deep dive again. So. Yeah. Oh, and that's I'm fantastic. very happy about it. But this is how much we want to talk about the Grammys. We are doing a deep dive on Three Rows Down. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's get back to that, I guess. Not, not looking forward to it. So uh, Disappointing. We, don't, we didn't before we met today. We didn't watch. We did not watch. And we didn't look at the results. However, we did see uh, that Metallica won a certain award. And let's just start there with Best Metal Performance. Um, Which is in line with essentially the best song of the best metal song of the year, right? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. It says for a... Uh, yeah, no, I won't even say the description because it's just wrong it's from the Grammy bullshit. site. The whole yeah. thing is bullshit. The whole thing is a joke. There's a million categories for classical music, which, fine. Classical music is important. Yeah. But there's legit four categories for rock and metal combined. It's an absolute travesty. Yeah. That's the word I was going to use. Wow. Yeah. Same page. Messed up. So we have, let's just name the the songs that didn't win, and I'll go through through these pretty quickly. Bad Man by Disturbed did not deserve to win. Nope. Fun, nice throwback to old Disturbed, except. Was Dave there? He must uh, have been. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch. We'd love to see what he wore. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know why. I wish. Imagine if rock and metal was like popular enough where we could do a podcast and be like, "Okay, so let's talk rate about what outfits. they were wearing." Yeah, yeah. rate well, the outfits. Spirit Box posted their outfits. I looked, did see their outfits. Fun. They look sharp. They did look sharp. They look good. Uh, I I didn't like Courtney Laplant's hair, but that's just me. You know, whatever. The part in the, the lip flip, all good. <sighs> hurts me uh phantom of the opera by ghost didn't win and that's good. great yeah that's, that's great for everyone. everyone yeah holy shit <laughs> we were, we're on it yeah. yeah uh hive mind by slipknot not the worst song i thought it was actually pretty good a lot of blast beats yeah uh and then obviously there's jaded by spirit box which i think that could have won but instead snub best metal performance is 72 seasons by metallica the song not the album I really think Jaded should have won that one. Yeah. But I think in any year that Metallica puts out music, while Metallica is a thing, unfortunately, they get a, they're going to win. And that's part of the reason yeah. that we find ourselves in the position that we find ourselves in the rock and metal world. Exactly. Old and guard needs to step aside. I know. I know. And you know who actually said something great about that? Uh... So I doubt you know his name. I doubt you know this producer by name, but you've heard so many rock sure. hard rock albums from him. Howard Benson. Not familiar. No. Okay. So awesome, awesome producer. When he saw the list of best rock songs and who won, this is what he said on his Instagram. 
Unfortunately, this is why I canceled my Grammy membership. Mm. What is Olivia Rodrigo and Boy Genius doing on this? Yep. In a geriatric band like the Rolling Stones. Yep. All these artists are spectacular in their artistry, but maybe I'm crazy, but there are so many great rock bands, and this is the list? Is this... If this is rock in 2024, then I must be in a parallel universe. Maybe I am. End quote. Howard, I'd love to have you on the show. Spot on that analysis, That sounds like right? my friend. That sounds like a friend of mine. Right? That is really good. Bizarre, bizarre well, that's the stuff. Thing. I, I, and that's the next point is I think album of the year was Boy Genius. I've never listened to them before. Um, maybe I have, but I, I'm... I best, wanna... rock, best rock performance... Uh, them, right? Is the song not strong enough? So I want to play that and just get an honest reaction. And I've never heard this. You, I, have, never, have you? I okay. may have if if it's on radio. While you pull it up, this. sculptures of anything else by Arctic Monkeys, more than a love song by Black Pumas, uh, rescued by Foo Fighters, and Lux Eterna were also nominees that did not win best I think rock performance. Two of those songs could possibly be a winner, just think, in the boundaries I, of what rock is. I would have taken rescued. Right, rescued. But let's see, it's Foo Fighters and Metallica. Yep. Are and then Black Pumas and Arctic Monkeys, who are still very good, very good band. Yeah, more alternative. alternative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so this is their most famous song. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's sorry. Are you? I can see how this one or why it won. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This just reminded me of something. Hold on. This that, is fucking bullshit. If this is... Now, uh, I, look, I'll be slightly objective here. Tell me that the, that opening, you remember what it sounded like? Yes, I do. not remind you of this. You know this song. Holy shit! So allow me to go. Allow me to go back to the other side. Oh my god! Allow me to go back to the other side. Oh my god! Fuck! Oh my god! Me. It's a, similar, it's a similar melody. Like, I'm really, good really at picking that yeah, shit you up, are great man. at that. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't I, really need to listen to the rest of that song. Yeah, and I'm sure my guess is there's going to be a great crescendo at the end of the song. Should we try it out? Um, how much time should I leave left? I don't, 45 seconds. No. Uh, how long is the song in total? Uh, it is three minutes and 56 seconds long. Three fifty. Okay, so four minutes. Go to. Yeah, 50 seconds. 50 seconds? That'll be like the second, the sec, like the final chorus, probably. All right, here we go. It's worse than I thought. I can't. Yeah. Fun song on its own. That's what I'll critique it as. Like, with the (sighs) what? We basically, we basically heard 30 seconds total. Right. Um, 
Look, I'm not against Boy Genius. I just don't think that's that category. That's not a best rock performance. The best rock performance for me, there are so many good ones, but Paper Machete by Queens of the Stone Age Mm -hmm. should be on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lux Eterna was on there. That's a metal song to me. That if that won best metal performance, I'd be happy. I know I just switched between metal and rock, but um, but yeah, Boy Genius winning that one is an absolute joke. Uh, That. That is fucking annoying. I can see why they're popular, though. It's like it sounds like no, no, no. world world music. Well, I have here's a fun fact. Okay, <sighs> written both separately and together, the record that they put out this year, obviously. Okay, was tracked over an intense one month stay at none other than Rick Shang- Rubin's Shangri La Studio. Fucking Shangri La. So fucking Rick Rubin. Of course. But it's nowhere in their all. description on Spotify does it say anything about rock, alternative, nothing. It's pop. It's a pop album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fine. Good for them. Whatever. whatever. Cool. I mean, I like <laughs> that they're new, but there are so many better new rock well, bands. They're not new, though, because it's a super group. Oh, Phoebe sake. Bridgers, um, Lucy Dacus. They're like all pop. They're all like pop singers. Moving on. Julian Baker. Whatever. Moving on. Best rock song is also not strong enough. <laughs> so they won, which is so so interesting. Best rock performance and best uh, rock song. Why? Unless was the performance? Yeah, no, it's hmm. it's not a full album. No, it is. They released an album. No, I'm sorry. The what I'm referencing, oh. not strong enough, is just a song. Yes, it's a song. So that beat "Emotion Sickness" by Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Uh, Ballad of a, of a Homeschooled Girl. Uh, that's Olivia Rodrigo. Shouldn't be here. Angry by Rolling Stones. Okay, Which, fine. I liked it. And Rescued. Fine, should be there. How do you distinguish between best rock song and best rock performance? That's what I was not understanding. But there wasn't hairs. a best metal song category. It was just best metal performance. And so. I, I would be able to make... I would be able to explain it, I think. Like, best... Like, I, I get it. A best rock song... That's the one where it's like, all right, this captures the spirit of the year. It's just pound for pound great. Best performance is when every uh, member of the band is performing peak level. That makes sense. And it's a progressive, usually it's a progressive track. Yeah. That's how I look at it. But the same fucking song won both. It's stupid. Uh, it's stupid. All right, I'm going to try not to be negative. Let's not, no, we can be negative. Let's all not right. forget that they ripped off Linkin Park. Fuck. In the yeah. opening. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. That's happy my key takeaway from this episode. Today's music, <laughs> and <laughs> and the best rock performance of the year 2024, ripped off Lincoln Park. Uh, so, best rock album. Listen to this description that Grammy.com gives this. Yeah. Well, for albums containing greater than 70 percent playing time of new rock, hard rock, or metal recordings. So think of that list or er, okay. that right, description. Right. The nominees were But Here We Are by Foo Fighters. That counts. Starcatcher by Greta Van Fleet. Unfortunately, that counts. 72 Seasons by counts. Metallica. This Is Why by Paramore. Counts. And In Times New Roman, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, wait, maybe. All right. I know I know the winner of this one, actually. So You just told me the winner before this. It was yeah. This Is Why by Paramore. And that is fucking st- stupid. That's not rock. I'm not happy about that one. It's all. It's all. Yeah, and punk perhaps that and that's but that and that's generous. Alt, pop punk. Yeah, I just, you know, I was really pulling for Queens of the Stone Age to get this one. I hope they weren't there. 
I doubt it. No, no, sad. they're in Japan right now. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so. they're touring in Japan. They Good. honestly don't give they a fuck. Knew. Yeah. Yeah, and even if they did, I doubt they would have showed up. Yeah. I mean, Foo Fighters, it would have been cool to see Greta Van Fleet. Like, at least they're rock. Yeah, at, at least, least they're rock. rock. I would have been fine. And I have nothing against Paramore. I just don't think that was the best Not rock album of the year. No. Uh, best alternative music performance. I won't go through the whole list, but the song This Is Why by Paramore won that one. That's a fun song, and it's a fun alt song. Great song. So I don't have anything bad to say about that one. Yeah. That's fine. Best alternative music album, uh, Boy Genius, the record. So how can you win best rock performance, but also... And best rock song. That is horseshit. Yep. Yeah. It's just it's just dumb. Yeah. And I was getting people asking me, when are you going to do the RMFN Awards? Is that even going to happen? And I, the reality is I need to get the infrastructure to host that. It was when I was doing it. It took a long uh, time. It was yeah. a lot of work. I was counting votes by hand. Let's do you have any fucking, fucking votes there let's were? Let's just do it on the podcast. How are we gonna just us decide? I mean, I was doing Not it as us like decide, but vote. we can poll and then we can just sit here and go through it. We need a council of people. Sure. To we like, can set up a Google Forms. Oh, that's actually really not a bad yeah. idea. Boom. Unless like someone doesn't. No one would like. I'm going to sound like a boomer. No one will hack that, right? I don't think so. <laughs> hope not. Oh, my gosh. All right. So that's the Grammys. Anyways, uh, yeah. You know, that was episode, I think, four. We talked about the nominees, and now we finally saw the results. And I think we thought we were going to be disappointed. So, yeah. What, we were you, hopeful. But... Is your feeling just still disappointed? Yeah, 100%. Well, look, we have a great mix. I, I'm of... happy Rick Rubin was at least the producer of Boy Genius. Yeah, I'm slight tip of the hat. A little annoyed, but he produces every time. I'll get over it. So whatever. I just that to me sounded like world, world music, (laughs) Killers, Coldplay. Yeah, like you know, I just did that. That song did not do it for me. Nope. Um, and you know, I don't like like gang vocals. Like it just sounds like seventy people singing from like forty feet away. That's what that sounded. It's just awful okay but i'm gonna all right i'm gonna try to be positive because we have some really positive news but yes, we also yes. have some sad news and, transition you know, it, it's, a, it's a nice mix Please. transitioning here uh before we get into the news segment i just wanted to mention puck hockey puck yes. hockey uh has brought us this new segment they are officially licensed and artist approved and they give uh, they have awesome jerseys and streetwear Basically the best merch ever. Probably, yeah. I get in terms of quality. Yeah. I get so many compliments on reels. Anytime I'm wearing like one of my I love their flannels. Mm-hmm. They're like, where can I get that? And the answer is Puck Hockey. P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y. They're good friends of us. And if you use the code nice shirt15, you'll get a full 15% off of your order. Yep. It, they have so many great bands. I just got my typo negative. And Volbeat. Yes, you got. And they rotate beat. bands too. Yes, they Which rotate nice. bands. I've got I've got corn from them. Seether, uh, they always have Metallica. So yep. yeah, head on over to Puck Hockey, their Instagram, and get yourself some fucking sweet merch. Yeah, two for one. Celebrate music and celebrate NHL being back. Oh yeah, yep. fuck yes. Yep, we missed it. It was a long week. I did miss it. Yeah, yeah. And that All Star game was a joke. It always is. 
Yeah, always is. Anyways. News. Yes. News, news, news. The Ghost Inside, a band mm-hmm. that we're a fan of, mm-hmm. has just announced that they have a new album coming out called Searching for Solace. Love that name. And the new single that they released is called Wash It All Away. Have you heard it? I have not. Me either. I waited. We'll probably get to talk about it um, in the next episode. Ooh, they actually oh, have three singles. Are you waiting for the out. album to come out? To listen to it all? Uh, yeah, I kind of am. This is coming out April 19th, so it's a little bit of ways away. I could wait. They also have uh, Death Grip and Earn It. Well, I love Grip, that name. Death Grip is amazing. I, you see, it's so funny how different but similar we are. Uh, earn It for me. I love that name. I haven't heard it yet. Like You got to earn it. No, I just love the title. Have you heard Death Grip? No. Oh, so sorry. You've heard that song. Yeah. I thought you just liked it from the title. Wait, is that the one? Did you send me the ghost inside? Or did, was that it's a, it's, been, it's been on Liquid Metal for sure. Okay, so this was an older song. Okay. It's like, so I got a something. It, it, there's like a... It, it, there's like a... A breakdown like in the beginning of the song which is wild. i think i think we've heard it i probably saw it live in at it's, blue ridge. it's sort of like blue ridge it's sort Sorry. of like kubla Khan vibes like slow heavy bass like hi-hat it's a breakdown statement right in the middle or right in the beginning fuck okay okay i think i have heard it we've definitely heard it good um, song though great band live too i'm excited for them uh this is i'm trying to think of if this is their first now this they've actually gotten a bunch of albums out, but huh. well, I'm not sure if Apple Music is actually organizing them appropriately because I'm seeing some stuff that doesn't look like them. Like that yeah. doesn't look like them. Might be another nope. band that was called that. Anyways, anyways, back to Disturbed. Mm. Mm. At a recent show in Kansas City, uh, our boy Dave Draymond uh, made headlines when he addressed. The Westboro Baptist Church protesters outside <laughs> the venue. And this news source is Rockfeed, by the way. Rockfeed is the fucking best when it comes to news. So thank you for that. I'm reading this right off of Rockfeed's Instagram. Um, this is what Dave said about the protest. Mm-hmm. It was brought to my attention that a contingent from the Westboro Baptist Church came here to protest tonight considering disturbed, quote unquote, devil music. He then continues, what an absolute load of unbelievably stinky, festering horse shit that is. End quote. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my quote book. It's That's good. Stinky, festering horse shit. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with him. Uh, it's not devil music at all. I think that's one of the most ignorant things you can say. So regardless of what religion, what religious background you have. You know, that's how that church makes money, right? Uh, please describe. So they, I believe a faction of theirs actually came to the college of New Jersey <laughs> while I was there. Yeah. And <sighs> they set up like in public space so that they can't like legally get kicked out. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm assuming whatever arena they're at in Kansas city, they're like set up like in a park adjacent to it or mm-hmm. something. And they all wear like body cameras, like police body cameras. And essentially, like, say ridiculous things to people to try and get them to, like, react like, react and, like, physically touch them or, like, do something. And then they sue. Oh, and that's man. how they make money. That's Isn't that insane? so lame. So, like, TCNJ, very, like, liberal-sided school, like, they came yeah. there and were just going, like, 
in on like hot top. Like, I think like I think like they probably came to Rutgers at some it point too. Be a thing and like like crazy like hot button topics. Yeah, to and make like, a stink. To make a stink and like in the hopes of someone like doing something to them to then say, okay, this happened at yeah. the College of New Jersey. We're going to sue the College of New Jersey. That's how they make money. Isn't that wild? Do you remember seeing the ones outside of Rockville? No. Or, I don't okay. remember a lot. <laughs> well, when we were at Rockville too, I had our, my secret exit where I was going to the IHOP at, right outside of Daytona. I wish I went there with you. Oh my but God. But then again, I, so went, I went down to Daytona Beach and we went to the Landshark Grill. That's where I started. Some of the best shrimp tacos I've ever had. That's that's mm. what's up. Mm-hmm. That place is great. Hell yeah. I went there first. Great. It's awesome. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The year before that, I went there first with my dad. Oh, that's good. And then the next year, I went to some small like small hole in the wall with Jordan and smashed like quesadillas. And then... Hole in the wall is where it's at. Shout out Walter's Cottage. Oh, Walter's Cottage. We're going there. Hell yeah. In a few weeks. Hell yeah. Uh, February 20? Crosses? Mm. In the city? Mm-hmm. Fucking right. Wait, let me just confirm. Yep, February 20. It's going to be amazing. Oh, I can't wait. Hole in the walls Boom. are where it's at. Yep. But yeah, the the whole thing about... It's just so ignorant and Isn't like goofy yeah. to call rock and metal devil music. Right. Now, granted, there's definitely some that is. And if that's yeah. your bag, fine. Fine. Whatever. But disturbed. Come on. They're not devil worshiping. Well, like I said, those trying to cash in a check. Yeah. Question for you. Sure. How how much does it pique your excitement that no doubt is reuniting or none at all? Um, a little bit. Like, would you see them? I wouldn't see them, but I'd listen to something that they do, which I don't know if they're going to. They might just tour, right? But I think they're just going to do, uh, so far, I think it's just Coachella. Ooh. So yeah, it's no, just Coachella. So I would far. not fly to California. They're, they're gonna, <laughs> no. they're gonna play. They're, they're gonna oh, that's see. Right. They are in Coachella. I saw. Yeah, that. they're gonna see like if people are interested. Yeah. or not. I Gwen Stefani looks great. By the way, look at this picture. She's like got to be in her like fifties. She's old. Yeah. Not. I mean, not not like that. But uh, yeah, they look. They she all look does good. not look old at all. No, at all. Gavin from Bush cheated on her with a nanny. With a nanny. Come on, Gavin. We yeah. love. To be fair, Gavin still looks good too. And he's Gavin just looks as good. Old. He's just as old. Not as good as her, but he still looks good. Yeah, he's he's got that like mm. iconic look. Yeah, he's just a super fit guy. I I I like sort of equate Gavin to um, Aldous Snow. <laughs> you know they're both british oh my that's god sort of like that's the, so, and yeah. he's a little bit of a blue sky like right? kind of like out there thinker that's a great that's sort of comparison I, yeah a little yeah. less he's a little less wild than yeah not as snow, like but, not as like rock star i mean all the snow is legit a made-up character to be a yes. rock star so yes to be fair but yeah that's sort of the line i draw yeah that is oh i just <laughs> really passionate about he's it he's really passionate about he's it. never been but about like potentially going there. <laughs> yeah, I was so good. just quoting that with Maria too. It's so funny. I might watch that later. Anyways, dude, we're so on the same page. Yeah. Uh, so this news really, really excites me. Okay, mm-hmm. Rob Zombie. He had a few lineup changes. We talked about John Five leaving the band, going to Motley, Motley Crew. Did I say that? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Mistake. You see. Mistake. Yeah. We we need to write things on the I wall. Need a whiteboard. How many times I 
botch names. Yeah. So yeah, John Five went to Motley Crue. Whatever. Uh, still an amazing guitarist. I'm not going to hold that against him. But Rob Zombie got his original guitarist back, and now uh, he has his original bassist. So Piggy, Piggy D left the band, and now Blasco is back. And I know these names might kind of sound random, but what I'll tell you is this. Rob Zombie getting his OG band back together means that Rob Zombie is going back to more industrial metal. Which is where it's at. Fuck yeah. That's when Rob Zombie's been at his best. I feel like his latest era has been very, like like a shock rock like horror rock and like oh this is really fun like let's kick our feet old school rob zombie dude was fucking heavy i gotta play you you gotta hear this playing that one song a lot recently i think the one i was just playing downstairs nah i played that one a little bit i was playing revolution revelation maybe it was an album that you were getting back into oh educated horses yeah that was the first album with john five oh and that has let it all bleed out which is awesomely heavy but for a, a meaty album hellbilly deluxe well yeah of course but dude listen to like this Big. riffage <laughs> mm-hmm. i want you to wait for the for the for this part coming up hold on mm. Mm. Down tuned, ugly, sassy. Mm. Gives me a little bit of a Vem Sevenfold, early Vem Sevenfold. Yes, with don't get, more don't industrial. Get, don't get upset at me. Yeah. No, I'm not getting upset with you. Yeah. Very down tuned, very like, back like, down into like you drop C, maybe or drop. I would say drop D, a little bit of drop C. Yeah. So I I'm excited as a big Rob Zombie fan. I think it's something that like he needed that yeah although if i was him i'd be pissed i think he was definitely pissed john five left especially for he's going back to the roots he's gonna put some shit out i really think yeah. so i really have think ever, so have you ever seen his mtv cribs episode zombies yeah not in a long time dude it's so funny yeah his house is just like a fuck it's like a castle with like just straight up horror shit everywhere it's awesome my dad has been to like the house like like in that neighborhood and i remember because yeah, like, it's cl- i think it's close by I, is no, it? no, no, no. I don't know if it's close, but I think for work, though, someone was like, yeah, that's where Rob lives. And he was like, Rob who? And they're like, oh, that guy's zombie. The zombie guy? Yeah. Him and Sherry Moon just living it up. Maybe maybe I'm confused with someone else. Well, uh, yeah. No, no, I think, I think you're right, because he had a fuck ton of weird shit in his house, which... Well, no, no, I know that. Yeah. I'm saying where he where it's at. It might, I'm, I'm guessing it's California, dude. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm confusing him. Oh, things. actually, you know what? He Rob Zombie is from New York. That's what I mean. Where? Let me see this. It's going to be like, he has houses in 27 He might be really close to us. Let's see. Where does Rob Zombie reside? Um, Rob Zombie. Places, I don't care about places live. (laughs) Hollywood Hills, yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's in Hollywood. I mean, it makes sense. He also, you know, does movies. I thought it was in Pennsylvania for some reason. But I'm probably confusing his house with Bam Margera's house. So Yeah, that's fair. Because he's got some ghouly stuff there too. Ghouls. Hope Bam's okay. Why? He's not doing too good. Really? No, he's been not uh, great. Yeah, a lot of relapse, a lot of not good stuff. Shit. Him and Steve are going at it. Really? Just, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. Uh, speaking of, all right, I got a weird one for you. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say, speaking of weird, bad news, this is more of the weird. Read this crazy article about Thin Lizzy and Metallica. <laughs> Irish band. Irish band. Irish band. Great band. So one of the members, actually the co-founder of Thin Lizzy, Eric Bell, recalled a time that he got to perform Whiskey in the Jar with Metallica. Mm-hmm. And he said it was not enjoyable <laughs> and added that he wasn't in awe because of Metallica covering the song because he didn't even know who they were until meeting them in Dublin. First of all, and let me keep quoting him while you think. Okay, ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote from Eric. I didn't know anything about Metallica. Not a thing. I'm not into that type of music. So when someone told me they'd recorded Whiskey in the Jar, I was like, oh, who are they? And then they asked me to do the gig, which was chaos. I didn't know why they called me. I think the impression they had was that I knew who they were. I didn't. They thought I was in awe of them. Not true. One of the roadies drove me to the hotel, and I stood in the hall waiting. And one by one, they came down, shook my hand, and they expected me to be impressed. How do you know that? Uh, But I didn't know who they were. I'd never heard their music, and I wasn't bothered. That took them by surprise. Mm. As for the performance, hold on. (laughs) So then the interviewer asked about what sharing the stage with Metallica, the best band in the world, Mm -hmm. was like. Mm -hmm. It wasn't enjoyable. There was no chemistry. They tuned a whole step down. Mm. Of course they tuned a step down. Playing an E-flat. Well, yeah, not everyone can fucking play Irish folk music. But he does say, which is typical for them. I, however, didn't. So now I'm hearing Whiskey in the Jar and F, which was very odd. T-flat. From that point forward, my brain wasn't into it. I just played it my way, and we went our separate ways. It's a weird, salty... I don't mean... You know, I said I was going to, like, just... Have, not, you heard, have you heard the original? Yeah, of course I've heard the original. It's a good yeah. song. Yeah. I, I, I'm I trying not to be like as like PC. Okay, so I'm just going to be honest. Sure. He sounds like a salty old man. Like for no reason. Maybe he didn't get enough royalties, but you know Metallica's legal team handled. But why do you have to go out and bash Metallica? I have heard from so many other bands that the members of Metallica are some of the most down-to-earth, grounded people. Yeah. Judas Priest. The members of that band have said that, who are one of the biggest metal bands ever. Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Davis from Korn. So many people have said how but there nice. there's a theme with those people. They're all metal. Right. Thin Lizzy is not metal. And they're old school rock. Yeah. And they're Irish rock. Do they have... Are they taking care of business? No. No. Okay. What's their, like, big song other than Whiskey? Uh, they are... I'll see the most... I know, uh, I know what it is. Hold on. Um... Uh, boys are back in town. Boys are back in oh, town. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, uh, and then it's a good song. in the jar. <laughs> but like, so, how do you, have you not heard of Metallica? I feel like he's just going out of his way to be fresh, not nice. I think maybe at the time he hadn't heard of them. But even then, when Garage came out, what was it? Ninety. Eighteen ninety nine. They were around. Yeah. Madness. Yeah. I just feel like he could have talked, but like. I think hey, maybe he, he was honest. I'm fine with that. Maybe but. upset with the direction they went in. But when you sold your rights to Metallica and it and your song came out heavier than initially, then you sh- probably you should have. The writing was on the wall, my friend, and it could have been a lot heavier. Yeah, exactly. It, it was just a normal rock song. Like I, don't know, I damn just, good rock song. 
I wonder how many more plays the Metallica version has versus. Oh, <laughs> can I, so many more. I don't know if I can tell you that. If you could find that, I would love. Okay, I can tell you that the Thin Lizzy version is 87 million. 87 million? Yeah. I guarantee Metallica is much more. It's a lot more than I thought. But, I would guess Metallica is probably like 212. So double, at least. Almost triple. I can't. Spotify only shows you the top five and the number of players. Oh, yeah, and Whiskey won't be in the top five it's for not, Metallica. No. Um, no, that would be like interesting. For reference, one has 500 million, 530 million, and that's big. So I think like two, probably yeah. double. Probably double. Yeah, at million, least. 200 million? I just don't know why you'd be upset about yeah. that. And yeah. it's cool that Metallica invited him out. I, yeah. I, I don't picture James Hetfield being like, oh, can you believe that you're playing with us? I, I don't see it. Like, thanks so much for coming. Thanks for the rights. Yeah. Let's go do them proud. And you know, you they both make money out of it. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the only way that it works. So moving along, that was one of the weirdest. Just like old bitter dude. Uh I was pretty bummed. Uh, I got a, a couple of bummers here, but mm-hmm. you me at six is breaking up. Yeah, you guys like those. those I love yeah, yeah, I like that band because they're they've tried to label themselves so many different things. They started as emo. They played hard rock they tried to dabble slightly with the tinge of metal then went back to emo then had north american tour canceled that and now they're just doing a tour in europe and calling it quits they're from the uk by the way so mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense but i'm not happy about that mm, yeah they are one of those uk bands that's going to go down for having one big song in america like blur unfortunately <laughs> except they're so much better than blur yeah the song is um a room to breathe i don't know if i know that one if I know that I know the name. If I like play it band. for you, yeah, you'll know. Yeah, but I don't. But yeah, it's the only true song that broke into like American mainstream. American, yeah. Um, and it's a shame because it's a super talented band. So fuck, I'm bummed yeah. about that. But wish them the best in their retirement. But there, some members. It's a five piece band. They're gonna form some other shit. Yep. Uh, really sad news this morning. Uh, Toby Keith passed away. Yes. At age 62 yes way too young way too young i don't know if it was uh public like his his struggles that he, he like his I, health he struggles had something and it was alluded to with like the family statement i want to say it was i don't know i'm not gonna i don't know what exactly it is but he definitely was struggling with something yeah that's such a shame Medi- medically yeah i can't believe some of the songs that you were showing me before dude uh, talk about him I didn't realize it was sitting him. in the backyard enjoying a beer that is Toby Keith's absolute it's like his house it's yeah. like what Jimmy Buffett was for boat music correct yeah Toby Keith was for backyard barbecue yeah yeah the oh, best awesome I, I've he's got good stuff man I got it I know you're not dabble. a country guy but mm. I like old school country more than modern 90s country is amazing really there's a the 90s were just awesome. For we're we're going to yeah. do a 90s episode. There's a there's a serious channel, I think, for 90s country. Hmm. And like, it was always funny, like growing up, when we'd go up to Maine, to the lake, my dad would just have strictly the 90s country station on. And it was such a vibe. It was amazing. <sighs> I love that. Like, you, you throw on like any random Toby Keith, Kenny Chesney. Uh, I Reba, didn't even know Reba Kenny was around McEntire, back then. Reba McIntyre. I know a bunch of her songs for absolutely oh, yeah. Remember no I other reason than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it, you know, it stinks. 
but he how, was good. How happy? And he's a fucking patriot, which is awesome. Yeah, loves he's our country. A fucking patriot. Um, how happy are you that you were born in the nineties? Like, are you? Does that Very. is that a source of joy? Yeah. Or do you or like pride, or do you feel old? No, I like that. Born in born in the twentieth century. I feel like that's cool. I think it is too. I love like being w- one day, hopefully, like people are going to be like, "Holy shit, he was born in 1997." Yeah, last what a century. dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it sounds way cooler than I was born in 2000. I agree. No offense, to anyone that was born in that year. Yeah, but I was <laughs> 19 something sounds better. Like no one's ever going to be like, "Oh, the 90s," and be referring to the 2090s and be referring to the 1990s. You know? We'll see. Remember, we we're talking about the roar, the roaring twenties. Yeah, we're definitely not in the roaring twenties right now. Yeah, I hope. No. So. I hope it turns into that. That'd be great. Could in the back half. Yeah, <laughs> they had us in the first half. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, that's that's where we are right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be an episode without talking about David Lee Roth. Nope. And that's just because he's been fucking wild lately. He's keeping himself relevant just so he, we talk about him. I know. Sorry. And we're like Sorry. feeding into it. See, so just threw something. He's very upset because he said mean things about Wolfie. Wolf Van Halen, who we love. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Like really, quote unquote, disparaging comments. I don't Does he have get paid if I listen to Van Halen songs? Yeah. Well, there goes that. Listen to the ones with Sammy. He doesn't get paid for those. Well. Just gonna boycott the whole thing. No, no, no. All right, listen to Mammoth. Yep. Um that so is. Sammy Hagar, who is so in touch, like I just I I really like his takes and do you know how old Sammy Hagar is? He's gotta be in his mid seventies? Seventy three. Seventy four. He's seventy six. Fuck. He was born nineteen forty seven. Hell yeah. And he is so with it. And I, I told you, I've seen him live. He sounds awesome. Just like I'm proud of being born in the 90s, he's probably so proud that he's a 40s baby. He's stoked. He's super stoked on it. That's awesome. I'm sure. So what he said was, <laughs> in response to what, um, what David Lee Roth said about Wolfie, he said, look, if you really think about what David said, it's like, do I sense a little tinge of jealousy in there or something? Does he feel like he's left out? I mean, honestly, the only thing I could say without being cruel is he needs to find a new dispen- uh, dispensary. Dispens- oh, my God. Dispensary. Disp- <laughs> <laughs> he needs to find a new dispensary. Wow. That's not working for him. Holy He roast. said jokingly. Yeah. And I, I butchered the roast, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> you think so, he's jealous of Wolfie? Of course. Of course. No one cares about David Lee Roth anymore. Well, dude, you be retired. Calm down. He cannot accept that. It's kind of like the bad Cruise side of the sunset. Front the best. I know. Or get some vocal training and go on tour. Yeah. That's just don't do it. Um, what's his face from Montley Crew does? No. What's their singer's name? Um. Yeah. Wow. What's his name? Oh, Vince Neil. Vince Neil. Yeah. I've been oh my god. All day. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> you just shake your head at some of these headlines because yeah. like these to me are great headlines because you get to see personalities coming out mm-hmm. and i love seeing that uh as opposed to like a like a just a voice grab just he- a voice yeah yeah just a voice <laughs> so jacoby from papa roach <laughs> yeah this is a good with one. this headline yeah he says 2025 is going to be a big year for papa roach can't wait how did as a Papa Roach fan, you're like, well, what the fuck? Well, 
guess I'll just listen to... We got 10 months. Yeah. You know. I know there could be other bands, but this is also the same guy who said that they he feels confident that they could take the mantle of Metallica. Yeah, and like, I like, like that he the, said the, that. The torch. Yeah, yeah, take the torch. Sorry. But how old yeah. is Jacoby? 40s. Yeah, he's in his At 40s least. for sure. He's healthy. He's got another 20 but years of touring, not, God they're, willing. They're not, At least. they're not new. They're not new. They're not new. Basically, Metallica beat them by... Actually, dude, if you think about it, Metallica started in 81. They started in like 96. Not, yeah. So 15 late year 90, gap. Late 90s, yeah. You could call that a little bit of a passing the torch. I mean, even though that Metallica to Papa Roach, that is not the torch. No. It's not it. No, no, no. But yeah, I just think... Did you ever watch that thing I told you to watch? About the making of um, Last Resort? No. We'll watch it right after this. And that was... It's 15 minutes long. It's amazing. Years ago. It's amazing. Wait, maybe I did... It's a YouTube video. I still need to watch it. The channel is actually really cool. It's called like, I think it's called like the making of, and they just highlight like artists, like most popular songs. Oh, and they go all over, they go all over the place. And actually I haven't checked on it in a while. So maybe there's some, some new stuff in there, but that like little episode they put out on YouTube. It's good. It's so good. I don't remember much from lockdown. So, it's a dark place. There, yeah, it's a dark place. So we might have, but either way, I want to revisit it because I cannot pull a single nugget of it's so facts. Good. Yeah, it's really uh, good. Okay, no, I do want to watch short. it. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, we'll we'll throw it on after this. Yes, please. Uh, other news: Drowning Pool mourn the death of the album cover model and adult film star Jesse Jane. So Jesse Jane passed away. Obviously, it stinks. Um, but the album that she's on. The cover of it's called Desensitized, mm-hmm. and it is one of the most underrated new metal albums of all time. I've never listened to it, so so no. what happened was Drowning Pool's first album, Sinner, mm-hmm. Humongous, obviously. Uh, their singer passed away mm-hmm. uh, from cancer, very, very young, and they got this new singer who tried out for the band and was basically homeless. Okay, joins the band, Jason Gong Jones. Great name, awesome name. And he only did one album of Drowning Pool, and it was desensitized. And bro, <laughs> it's good. It's a fucking powerhouse of an album. Wow, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, so it's it's an awesome album. I want to throw that throw that out there to anyone. Uh, Drowning Pool, desensitized, and R.I.P. Jesse Jane. Great album cover. Yeah, I like it. Just her holding a baseball bat. Simple. Let's talk about some clickbait. Yes. A lot of people have been saying. That a thrash drummer cost Elon Musk $56 billion after lawsuit. It's a bold claim. Click, click, bait. Yes. So I went into this for you all. And basically, um, oh, hi. We have a, we've got a, uh, we got a watcher. We're being being watched. Live studio audience. We got listeners. We got watchers. So basically what happened was. Elon Musk got sued and Richard Tornetta, who was a heavy metal drummer, was part of this lawsuit. And it was basically about um, misleading shareholders or something like that. I can't even get into the logistics. Like, even the articles don't make sense. It's such a roundabout way to get to, like, oh, this metal drummer was responsible. Not really. Was he? Was it? Do we know what band he was in? Yes. What? Uh, Dawn of Correction. Oh, yeah. From I'm very familiar with them. That is Not, sarcasm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 2005 to 2009. That's my he boy, was in that Andrew. band. It, 
He was. He probably got one of those things that you get in the mail, that you're like, oh, if you respond to this questionnaire, you may be entitled to. Well, he <laughs> he had owned nine shares, and the important thing to note nine, is that nine shares. Yes, nine shares. I just sold my like three shares the other day. Mm. I got I got you out. You had the same amount. I've been doing that the whole time. You you own a third of what that guy owned. Yes, and now the thing is, this drummer didn't get paid at all. Like he didn't get that money just with that whole lawsuit. Um, Elon Musk lost some compensation. Um, and again, I really don't understand why, but it's not because of this drummer. So I just wanted to debunk yeah. some of that bullshit. Don't click on the article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just don't, yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't give them. And money. I avoided clicking it all the way until today. And I was like, you know, I got to read about it if I want to talk about it. And you're immediately disappointed. And I was like, damn it. Like, yeah. It's not as good as it even looked. Yeah. I also saw an article that said Paramore broke some kind of record with the Grammys. I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. Not th- and that was before I knew that they won best rock performance. Bullshit. It's absolute fucking madness. Yeah. That ain't right. Let me ask you, do you want Answer. something that's lighthearted and really sweet? Yeah, because or- that was a lot of not good news. I know. It's, you know, it's a dark, dark week. Uh, <laughs> it's <a> dark week. <laughs> It's only Tuesday. Uh, on Ozzy, yeah, it's only, <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Tuesday. On Ozzy's podcast, uh, he talked about a lot of love and support that he got from one of my favorite musicians, Jonathan Davis. Oh, we and, love JD. Oh, we love, we we do love him. He just ever since I met you guys, I've fallen in love with JD. Yeah, I see why you guys love him. Yeah, he's I really do. one of the most inspirational frontmen I think out there. We yeah. know about his past mm-hmm. and his present and you know what i mean it's like ongoing the yeah. amount of torment that he's gone through but he's so kind yeah and yeah. how many people he's helped too but back when ozzy you know took him on you know Ozfest and all this stuff they always had a friendship and ozzy's been going through it like let's mm-hmm. be real we know with all the surgeries what is his what does he have everything oh okay yeah, everything he's had like three surgeries in the last five years okay um i think not scoliosis but you know, like back stuff. I know just a yeah, lot uh, of uh, sciatica. Probably. I mean, who I knows? think it's worse than sciatica, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's significantly worse. Well, um, well, we're real, well, I mean, real quick, we we had lunch with my dad, and he's uh-huh. a thousand percent got sciatica, and he was in the middle of telling us a story at lunch. Okay. And like, I wish I had a visual of this. He was like, uh, la di da di da, and then he goes, ah. Oh. And, and then goes and just continued like nothing happened and we just started dying yeah we started dying laughing because we were like, like he's like what what are you laughing at and and matina was like i'm laughing at you because you're laughing and i was like i'm laughing at you because <laughs> you're telling us a story casually like stroked out for a second in pain and then continued it was insane but i don't know if, yeah, I, I had to it's one of the funniest <laughs> things i've ever seen to do with ozzy nothing to do with sciatica <laughs> but it was so funny it's it's slightly related right yeah slightly yeah but back to the darkness ozzy needs to be better yes and that's he not, is not he's gonna do his two last shows but he was talking about um fellow artists that have supported him the most during mm-hmm. his time and, JD and he said J- yeah jonathan davis almost mm-hmm. every day texting him wow hey brother you got this you know keep going you're gonna get through this and Again, you could. I'm sure that there's people outside of corn shows calling them devil worshippers, but yeah, that's insane. What what a ray of light, Jonathan yeah. Davis. Also, Requiem, mm-hmm. their latest oh, yeah. album, Turn Two. Yeah, and you know it's it ha- still hasn't aged well for me. No, I saw them post about that. Yeah, yeah. 
I just we need that new album. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of the Path of Totality. A lot mm-hmm. of that dubstep shit from them. Yeah. I, I love it. I was never a dubstep guy, funny enough. I love the dubstep. I really like it. I liked The Cinema by Skrillex. I liked Cinema. The Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. Yep. Right? That's a, yeah, it's a full song title. One of my buddies, um, when we were growing up, had old school turntables, like with vinyl. Mm-hmm. And he would mix that that album in all the time. It was awesome. He would mix. He would mix. Uh, it's a cinema EP, I think. Yeah. Well, no, we would do that the, one with the and then black do, with the green. Yeah. Yes. And no. Like a little red in the middle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then he had scary monsters and nice sprites, and he would mix Song's fucking scary, massive. scary monsters and nice sprites in with Dead Mouse. Oh, okay. So like. It was insane. And I do know Dead Mouse, by and the way. I want to yeah, throw that up. He's there. one of the best producers of all time, but we'll talk about that every time. Wait, wasn't there a producer his age who like offed himself? Not Odiza. Oh, there's Avicii? probably still alive. Are you talking I about Avicii? Maybe. He didn't off himself. He overdosed. Oh, well, shit. So in sad. Weird, in a weird way. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Your dog's licking something behind yeah. me. I was like, what yeah. is he doing? It's okay. <laughs> it sounds like he's like, he licks. He licks. <laughs> it's a sign of love. One of the most dead wrong things I've ever seen is putting a news headline about <laughs> Darius Rucker. <laughs> yes. In a Metallica shirt. But the the headline is Hootie and the Blowfish's Darius Rucker arrested on drug possession charges. And it's him with a Metallica shirt. Yeah. Why is he wearing this? a Metallica shirt when it's related to drugs? Because they're up. like, see, it's, it's, it's related. A thousand percent. It's a thousand percent. He's in Georgia. Or South Carolina, I believe he's from South Carolina, and he had marijuana in the car. That's the that's, that's the a guess. thousand. Yeah. I don't. That's a I haven't dug into it, but that yeah, because the South doesn't like marijuana yet. And but how thousand but wait, percent had weed in his car? Let's but let's say it wasn't like he was driving. What's with the a reason why? He, what's the re- <laughs> ready to destroy? No, he had a do, weed. Do you remember the Key and Peele episode about Hootie? No. Where it's Darius Rucker performing solo, and everyone's like, Hootie! And he's like, no, that's that's my band. That's my band. They're like, come on, Hootie, play something never, with the blowfish! Never, and I've, he's like, I, I'm Darius. I've never seen that. <laughs> I need to see that. It's so great. Yeah, I mean, I hope he's okay. Jokes aside, I hope he's all good. Um, and yeah, just that was that was an interesting one. And I just don't know why Loudwire had to do him like that. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a Metallica shirt. Mm. Yeah. Slayer fans. Where are my Slayer fans? Kerry King has finally talked about this band that he's been hyping up. So he, Slayer's done, and he's like, I have so much left in the tank. He just talked a little bit of shit about um, Slayer singer, saying we haven't even texted since our final show. So there's a little bit of, and that that's, um, oh my God, Tommy, Tom Araya. Mm-hmm. Tom Araya, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kerry King is back. His debut so album is going to be called From Hell I Rise, fitting, on May 17th. Slayer! Fucking Slayer! And he's got Death Angel singer Mark Ozegaida. My God, that <laughs> Here pronunciation. Go. Here we go. Here we go Here again. We go. Longtime Slayer drummer Paul Bostoff. Former Hell Yeah bass, former Hell Yeah bassist Kyle Sanders. That's an easy one for me. And ex Machine Head and violence guitarist Phil Demel. So he's got a huge stacked lineup. The album is going to have. Is that a supergroup? That's a supergroup for sure. That fits right right in with what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, 13 songs. One of the names uh, I thought 
there, there's great names. Everything I Hate About You, Trophies of the Tyrant, great name. Uh, track one, Diablo, beautiful. Diablo. But before, I know this would have been a perfect segue to get into <laughs> yeah. the Grammys, but I can't because I had a very, <laughs> had a very important story to talk about with Pearl Jam. This is oh, serious yes, yes, shit, yes. and it's not really an episode of Nice Shirt Name Three Songs if I don't talk about Pearl Jam. And I also have a story too. Is it Pearl Jam related? Not at all. Do you but want go to go ahead. first? No, no, I feel not like really. you should. Well, I wanted to end Well, this it. is new, actual news. I don't, I don't have news. I don't okay. have news. <laughs> okay, okay. So, a lot of info has been leaked about Pearl Jam's new album. They performed the whole album in front of friends and family only. Mm-hmm. It's only 11 songs. Mm. I'll get over that. At least mm-hmm. it's more than more than nine. Yes. Uh, the album is going to be called uh, Dark Matter, which I did speculate. And apparently it's the heaviest album that they've done, according to other people, in a long time. And Eddie Vedder was saying, as he was passing tequila shots to the crowd, <laughs> that to get his like older friends ready to listen to something as like upbeat as this, that he'd like have to like kind of get them a little boozed up. Huh. So he's like listening to this album is like a two day recovery for my friends and family. Whoa. And again, they're in their fifties and sixties. Don't judge. That's fair. Don't judge. Can't get. Yep. But I'm amped. And this album has been done for a year. And we're just waiting. A year. A fucking um, year. I want it now. But still, there's nothing. No single has been released. They have tour dates announced, but I cannot tell you this for me more than like the Deftones, more than Corn, Pearl Jam's new album. I'm that excited. That's a, that's a big statement. I'm up to here. I will man. say I've been listening to Black Live a lot recently. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, that'll. I believe it was their min- their their Nin- Minnesota show. Are you sure it wasn't uh, Pink Pop 1992? No, no, no. This was recent. Oh. Well, oh, a recent show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, still killing Min- it in Minneapolis. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I sent it to you, and it the vocals sound amazing. So good. Eddie Vedder Eddie, is the Eddie man. sounds better than yeah. Eddie does. Eddie sounds phenomenal. Yeah. But speaking of live music, we, as in me and Matina and my friends. Shout out Chris, Christian, and John. All of them are named now, so they can't be mad at me. Um, we nice. went out last Friday, and we made our, our rounds. We went to a couple bars, and then we ended up at this one bar that my friend found, and they do live music. Okay. And there was a cover band, just like a bar band, bar band, um, that was there. Right? Did you That's ask them to play Digital Bath by Deftones? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no one did. <laughs> But they were playing good stuff. Um, yeah, they played Seven Nation Army. Okay. The problem was, and it sounded good. Did they, super question. Um, they had a drummer. Drummer, bassist, bassist guitarist, guitarist, and singer. Full, okay, four full piece. Full band. Four piece? Four Five. piece. Yeah. Four piece. They played our song. They played the middle. They played the middle. Yeah, they did. They played good songs. It, yeah, it just takes some time. The glare. I'll just show you, actually. The, you, have a, a, you have a video? Yes. Courtesy of your sister. Uh, there is a glaring issue that is with the performance the entire time. Off key. <laughs> she has a good voice too. Like she wasn't bad. Is that the front woman, person? Yes. Or woman? Yes. Oh my gosh! And she's just good for recording. her. She's but she's in her fifties. Re- she's recording on Snapchat. The entire time. 
You gotta just promote. like the, like with, with the front facing camera to people. Not everyone is Maynard James Keenan. Okay, not every show can be no phone. They gotta promote somehow. They show that to a bunch of people. What you know? You know, I think it's a good idea. Maybe f- face it towards you too. That's a hot take. You don't like it. I didn't like it because some people go crazy when that happens, but that's also like it, better it's bands. It's fine if you do it for like two seconds. She was doing it for every song, mm-hmm. every song. Uh that's yeah. It's like hey, we're we're here. Yes. Yeah. 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 I will say that was pretty bumping for a. It was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah it was fun. It's yeah, good. that had yeah. like a normal concert vibe. Yeah, it was fun. It wasn't like I don't know. I thought no. it was gonna be much shadier. No. So anyway. back to Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Dark Matter, eleven songs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we are no longer a live studio audience. Yeah, we we no longer have a live studio audience. Let's talk supergroups. Okay, okay. So this was uh, something that a lot of our listeners wanted to hear. I want to get through some of these supergroups. Uh, then I also want to mention some artists who I think would be great in a supergroup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I got some. Yeah, like some pe- some individual musicians that would be great in a supergroup. Let's do this. Okay. Let's build a supergroup at the end. We will bu- build our, a supergroup. Our group. own supergroup. You quizzed Four me on that, band. I think, once. I did. Yeah, way back when. And my, time, my band yeah. was bizarre, but yeah, I'm ready to... Weird sound, but... I'm, I'm going to challenge... Uh, I'll get better this yes, time. Yes, yes. Okay, so, all right, let's dive into this. My first supergroup that I had listed was one of my favorites, Velvet Revolver. Yes. So that is a band that features three members of Guns N' Roses after they left... Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, they had Dave... I'm going to fuck up his name. Dave Krishner uh, as a rhythm guitarist who basically came from nowhere, uh, but a great guitarist in his own right. Mm-hmm. And these guys were looking for a singer for a while, held a lot of additions, including Jason Todd from Buck Cherry. And eventually they landed on Scott Weiland. Yep. When they initially offered Scott Weiland the role and they sent them a, they sent him a demo... He said, you guys sound too much like Bad Company. Boo. And they literally changed their sound to fit what Scott Weiland wanted. Yeah. And that formed Velvet Revolver, probably one of my favorite bands, not even just supergroups, but... Yeah, just a band, yeah. Yeah, favorite band. They only did two albums. So the first album, Contraband, fucking amazing uh, Grammy winner for Slither. Yep. They won that one. That is a Grammy winner. Yes, that is a rock song that deserved that i remember when it came out in 2005 it was nuts like the the energy around slash like ripping a solo after so many years yeah uh was, and obviously you know i love scott wyland their second album very tame a little different uh the band sobered up because they were just a, a mess together going crazy but their yeah. second album libertad has a lot of hidden gems so i highly recommend it their big singles were she builds quick machines and the last fight, which is, if you're in a relationship, man, listen to the song "The Last Fight." Sometimes it's just like, "Hey, like, why are we doing this? This will be the last fight. Like, let's just..." And you know, it like almost that. never, it never is. Yeah. But it's a nice thought. I like that. But unfortunately, it led to their demise. Uh, the, the album itself, <laughs> the last, the yeah, last yeah. fight. Yeah, because you know yeah. Scott was all, a little bit off his rocker, and then on one of their shows, he was just like. This is the last time you'll see Velvet Revolver perform live. Damn. And the whole band was like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 I can go on and on about them, but that is, it's one of the most, um, I would say, a flash in the pan because it was only two albums. Yeah. 
yeah. in out what four or five years. That's all and we done. got. Two yeah. albums. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a shame. There was rumors of a reunion. Unfortunately, Scott Weiland passed away. They had even held tryouts. Corey Taylor tried out for them, mm. and they rejected him. That's yeah. After the fact, after their first breakup. Yeah. No. It basically it would yeah it, yeah it it just wouldn't have worked. We love you, Corey. Hope you're doing well, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Next, Chicken Foot. I remember seeing Chicken Foot CDs promoted so heavily that, like, at the grocery store, I really? saw these albums as a kid. Really? Yeah. So, Chicken Foot is Sammy Hagar, uh, Joe Satriani. Great guitarist. Amazing guitarist. Michael Anthony, who is from Van Halen. And Mr. Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's a soup. That's a super group. It is. It really is. Yeah. To me, it, it like even more than Velvet Revolver, in my opinion. On paper, yes. Yeah. But I think their output not as, not nearly as good. Yeah, it, it's fun rock and roll, and they did the same thing. Two studio albums. And, and that's bye. it. Bye. See you later. Yeah, and, and I mean, it just it's cool. I love when like it's basically a bunch of legends, and I think this was still before Chad Smith got his due mm-hmm. as one of the best. He's one of the best drummers yes. of all time. Yes, he's got to go down easily. I mean, he's already in the Hall of Fame, but yeah, easily one of the best. Yeah, so I think, it, and it also goes to show that you could put like four super talented people together. It doesn't mean they're going to click. Exactly. Now here's one that does click. Mm-hmm. Audio Slave. So you have three members of Rage Against the Machine who are without a singer for the first time, and they decide they've got the chemistry, right? Tom Morello's got the chemistry with the rest of the band, and I'm going to get their names because that would be just sacrilegious. Yes, got to shout them out. Yeah. Um, And they're looking for a new singer, kind of similar to the uh, Velvet Revolver situation. Yep. Um, So you have... Tim Comerford on drums. Am I, do I have that right? No, on bass. I, bass. I suck. He's on bass. Then Tom Morello, obviously one of the best guitarists of all time on guitar. And then you have Brad Wilk on drums. And they land Chris Cornell, who had just left Soundgarden. was going through a weird phase. Yeah. And they it took a lot of convincing to get him on board. This it, it's interesting about some of these super groups. I think Chicken Foot, it was it was a bunch of friends. Velvet Revolver, it was like forcing it to happen and yes. it worked out great. Audio Slave too, but Audio Slave, they only made three albums, but Ugh. my goodness, were they great? Even their last album, Revelations, is criminally underrated. And what sucks is they were going to reunite before Chris Cornell passed away. They had performed a show yeah. together, and Chris Cornell told Tom Morello, "We need, we should do this again. We should do it one more time." Yeah, it's amazing music, right? Like, how do you feel about Audio Slave? Um, I have one song that like is in that playlist. My the songs for my song, "I Am the Highway." <sighs> yeah, again, that's easily a top ten song of all time for me. It's amazing. It's a beautiful song. I love the way. I love it. They do get classified as uh, as dad rock. And like, I don't really I care about that it. label. Yeah. But that was still when rock and roll felt a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. 
Name a band that sounds like Audio Slave right now. There's none. none. I don't think there will ever be one that sounds like them. The, but the even wonky, how about this? And not not necessarily sounds like them, but the the edge, the danger. Like Velvet Revolver when they first came out sounded dangerous. Yeah. This is rock and roll that like like we're like what is this the 80s? Yeah, right. Where it just it doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. A lot of the rock and roll that we hear now is like pretty safe. Mm-hmm. It's not where you feel like whoa, like a little uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. So, like there's no shock value in it. Yeah, no yeah. shock value. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's ever going to be anything that sounds like them. Yeah, they, it's such a distinct sound. And when you keep three members together who are just so tight. <laughs> oh, bless you. Excuse me. Bless Ooh. you. Um, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think it's awesome. And what I love, they kind of threw some shade to Zach De La Roche in interviews. And I remember this. This was on AOL Sessions. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Barely, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so they were asked about what it's like performing with Chris Cornell as a band and and they were like well we've always this was Tom saying this and I'm paraphrasing it's like we've always performed with a rapper but now we have an actual singer oh and yeah and pointed at Chris yeah and uh, yeah he's not wrong no they did write a little more complicated songs but yeah short-lived only three albums they ended up you know, butting heads it's amazing some of these super groups they have these like high expectations and then they yep. just kind of crumble yep what a band though one of my favorite bands of all yeah. time for sure yeah uh sometimes more than soundgarden it really depends i like them more than soundgarden soundgarden not even close yeah not even close i'd have to really sit down and like pick out how many songs i like from both because i do love soundgarden it's much weirder music uh, what do you know about Hell Yeah? Not much, but I know, I know, I know Hell Yeah. I know I, Hell Yeah songs. I've seen, I've seen, I saw them live before the passing of Vinnie Paul. Uh, this band had it all for me. They kind of had the edge, but a little more like refined. Uh, it's Chad Gray yep. from Mudvayne. On vocals, and you had a very revolving lineup. Uh, Tom Maxwell on guitar. Uh, Kyle Sanders was in there. Uh, Roy Mayorgo, who was also the drummer of Stone Sour. Revolving lineup of like this like kind of super group. And Roy performed for them after Vinny passed away. Uh, but Hell Yeah was pretty fun. It started off as like Southern rock. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, like they had like rock. Drink, bad. drank, drunk, and like songs like that. Yeah. And then they went more into like... Think of XM Hard Rock. Yes. And they really leaned into that. I like them. I thought they were really fun. 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 Yeah. Fun is a great word. Yeah. I'm not a Chad Gray guy, though. Wait, really? Not really. Why not? Not a big like... Mudvayne guy. Really? No. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't do anything for me. I, I'm i a huge Chad Gray guy. Yeah. Can you expand a little more? I'm just curious. I, I, the Mudvayne sound is, is like... Well, you could take Chad Gray out of Mudvayne, but you right. can't take the Mudvayne out of Chad Gray. Correct. Anything he sings in sounds Mudvayne. Correct. Kind of like Jonathan um, Davis. But so you you like Jonathan Davis more than Mud uh, than uh, Chad Gray? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's that's fair. I don't, I don't know. I'm a sound guy. Okay. Just not it. Okay. You yeah. don't like the sound? It's fine. fine. So how about this? Murder Dolls. I bet a lot of you don't know who it is. 
Mm-hmm. It is a super group formed with Joey Jordison, yep. the late amazing drummer of Slipknot. Yep. Um, and also, uh, so it was him and core members of the band Wednesday 13. And they also did two albums. It's amazing. Yeah, These it's super weird. groups don't last. Yeah. But it's kind of, again, it's like that lightning in a bottle. They like do stuff, make it big, go back to their old bands. Uh, but yeah, Murder Dolls. I'll be honest with you. I haven't listened to them a ton. But anything with Joey Jordison, I think what people are finding is you want to listen to it. Yeah. Because he was much more than just an amazing drummer. Uh, he's just a great songwriter. Yes. Great contributor to yes. songs. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Murder Dolls. Highly recommend. I've got Roadrunner United. Do you know what that album is? I don't. Okay. So, Roadrunner Records. Um, that's the one. Remember where we talking about the feud between Chad Kroger and uh, Corey oh, Taylor? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Roadrunner, huge record label. They decided to make an album called Roadrunner United: The All Star Sessions of all their top bands combining into like and making a, an album. So you got guys from Trivium, Slipknot, wow. and this is the album. The All Star Sessions, dude. Interesting. It's fucking insane. And look how many stars like with these songs. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's unbelievable. So this is a super group. Oh my god, look at Matt Heffy. That was when he had hair. Oh my god. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we gotta look into like the songwriting credits because yeah, you'll yeah, see sure. how eclectic it is. But yeah, if you like a super group. Listen to Roadrunner. It's just all of them. Not Chad Kroger, though. No Chad Kroger. It's the metal side yeah. of what Roadrunner was. And it was the beautiful, tender year of 2005. Good year. Oh, great year for metalcore. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very, very metalcore-esque. Uh, I've got Art of Anarchy okay. next as a supergroup. Yep. This one's interesting because they did, they're actually releasing a third album with their third singer. Ooh. Now, you wouldn't believe their first two singers. Album one, Scott Weiland. Yep. No one knows about this, but Scott Weiland sang an album with Art of Anarchy, and they had a lot of disputes, a lot of disagreements on basically everything. They (laughs) performed, I think, maybe two songs together live, um, one music video, and that was that. Mm -hmm. Band disappears. Then the band comes back, and they get with Scott Stapp. They're two for two on the Scots. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? The Scott Stapp singles slapped. I bet they did. They were really fucking good. And then they get into disagreements and Scott leaves. Yep. Now they have a third singer who I have no idea who it is. Scott who? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Which Scott is it? This is... This interests me because this is obviously a band that is failing. Now, the the lead guitarist is Bumblefoot from Guns N' Roses. He performed with them when Slash had left. Great guitarist in his own right, but you can't blame the front men anymore. No. Right? You had Scott Weiland, who obviously had his issues. Right. Uh, Scott Stapp had, had like cleaned up by then, and that still didn't work. Yep. Something weird is going Something on with else. that band yeah. that is just sketchy. Yeah. That's weird. And They, have a, they should try someone with a different first name. Yeah. Yeah. Or, again, I think they need to look inward. Correct. And yeah. then find another Scott to like validate themselves right yeah. see like no it wasn't because it wasn't a scott yeah we, yeah. yeah we yeah. need them now 
Uh, the Damned Things is a super yep. group that has members of Anthrax in it. Highly recommend. Uh, really, really good. Now I'm going to go right back to the 90s. Temple of the Dog. <sighs> yep. That is the 90s super group, isn't it? Yeah. I have one other one that's similar in caliber, but nothing touches Temple of the Dog. Nothing. No. You got Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder singing on songs together. Oh, man. Stealing bread. It's, oh, it's fucking unbelievable. Uh, one album. That's all that they needed. Uh, what's the one um, about heaven? My God. The, uh, the song? Yeah. Yep. You're right. You're right. You are right. Uh, it is one, two, three. Say hello to heaven. Say hello to heaven. Yep. That is the one. What an album came out in 1991. Crazy time for a super group because none of them were really established. It was Soundgarden yeah. who was building a scene, but Soundgarden was in the late 80s. They were a metal band. People don't realize that. They were really following the Black Sabbath route of metal. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I you know, I've said it, I've gotten shit on it, but like uh I think they're better than Nirvana in a lot of ways. Um but Kirk Main's an amazing songwriter, but he wrote in pop song structures mm-hmm. that were very catchy. Soundgarden to me just pushed so many fucking amazing boundaries. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like they were all established. They were just like, let's get together because uh, the singer of Mother Love Bone died. Uh, then the Pearl Jam members, you know, they're all from Seattle. So they all knew each other. They all came together with some of the members of Soundgarden and boom, Temple of the Dog. One album. Beautiful. One album. That's it. That's it. Crazy. Prophets of Rage. Mm-hmm. Which was basically Rage Against the Machine, right? With I believe like a few like I think a few rappers on it. It was fine. Yeah, I thought That's that more was of like a collab. Yeah, but they like actually toured as that name. Oh, interesting. But yeah. using the yeah previous name, I'm not like personally not really crazy about that. Yeah, uh, they're like fun, but I would never be like, oh, let's go to a Prophets of Rage show. But it's not like they're going to be doing anything anyway. Uh, one of my favorite. Favorite supergroups is them crooked vultures. Mm-hmm. That is, it's basically like a rock and roll wet dream because you have the bassist of Led Zeppelin. Yep. You've got Dave Grohl <laughs> on drums and you on got drums. Yeah, yeah. On drums. And you got Josh Homey on guitar and lead vocals. Yeah. F- the album is fucking incredible. Yeah. It is stood up so Are well. Are putting something else out? There's been speculation for a long time. Um, Now, what Josh does also have, he he did something called Desert Sessions, Mm -hmm. which he had a wild range of guests, including um, like um, Les, the singer of Primus. Yep. You know, the South Park theme song. Yep. Uh, It's just like a crazy group of musicians and he did Desert Sessions. I actually just got the vinyl. Wow. What I didn't know is, you know, the the, uh, show, um, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. You know, Laszlo, the one with the black hair, the like, yep. not the one with the super long hair, Yes, but the funny one with the British accent. Yes. He has like writing credits. I just opened it today and I saw, I got, I'll, I got to send you a picture. Yeah. So he's got like huh. a weird, like friend Sneaky. group. Yeah. Yeah. That like, yeah. So, uh, desert sessions were really cool, but yeah, Josh just, he seems like a very collaborative guy where he's like, he basically doesn't give a fuck. Cause Queens of the stone age, you can argue is a super group because Josh came from Caius. 
K-Y-U-S-S. Uh, not a super group? No. Even though... But you got Mark Lanigan, R.I.P. from Screaming Trees. He did have Dave Grohl as a drummer for him, too. It's true. But I guess you just call it a good band recruiter. That's a, Yeah. Right? It recruiter. was never labeled as a super group. Good ever. recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. Just He's good just recruiting. like, do you want to play in this band? Yeah. And Dave Grohl was quoted as saying, it's the most badass rock band, modern rock band, and that if you're good enough to play in Queens, you know you're the shit. You can make it anywhere. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's fucking awesome. Don't get me started. Snubbed from the snubbed. Grammys. Snubbed. Fucking snubbed. Uh, ready for this one? Down. That is a super group right there. Yeah. I didn't even know that they were a super group until I saw that on your list. Yeah. Not really my wheelhouse, not going to lie. Dude, I'm actually I'm actually surprised because I like their vibe because it's tech technically heavy metal and they're based out of nola um but they're they've got like a cool whiskey kind of stoner weed like aura about them and i just feel like it's like a jam thing that you would like Mm -hmm. to be fair like have you dove into like i'll show you a song yeah sure yeah bury me in smoke yep dude it's like sabbath Esque. Okay. It's Sabbathy, but with Phil from Pantera singing. Right. And he's a, a lot more like restrained, but yeah. still fucking badass. But, yeah. I I'd highly rec like down is the fucking shit. Like right. they're a really great band. Rumor is they're actually going to um they're gonna record a new album. Or I think mm. they already are. Mm. And they have only three albums. Once again, they have Nola, Down Two, and Down Three. And these super bands don't fucking last. Yeah, they don't. There's an extended play of Down 4 Part 1, Down 4 Part 2, and that's really it. I'm going to go right back to Seattle on this one. Mm-hmm. Mad season. The grunge. Mad season. Not familiar. Okay. Oh, I'm going to blow your mind here. Mad season was started by Mike McCready, the lead guitarist of Pearl Jam. Yep. And he formed this band as a way to kind of be like a um trying to think of the the appropriate word kind of a rehabilitation okay for some of his former friends because or for some of his friends um who were experiencing like addiction issues okay mike mccready himself was a heroin addict so was lane staley yes and they had lane staley as their front man wow okay and this band released one album lane staley uh, drew the cover art. Okay. And this album is fucking incredible. Now, very eerily, they did a tour 10 years ago, and Chris Cornell filled in for Lane Staley. Huh. Both of those beautiful legends are, you know, have yep. passed away. But, dude, Mad Season is like this chill, kind of somber band that mm-hmm. does not sound Seattle. Interesting. Little jazzy. Mm. And it's just this super group. Like I have, I have the vinyl. Right. It's one of my prized, dude. It's and Lane Lane Staley singing in that light is so different than yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Much Alice more reserved. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just a gorgeous album, start to finish. One of my favorites. Beautiful. I've got three more for you. Ready? Hit me. Killer be killed. Okay. This band I discovered playing 
Saints Row, the PlayStation yep. 4 game, but on PlayStation 5. And it has it has three singers. <laughs> okay. It okay. has the Dillinger Escape Land singer. It's got Max Calvera from Sepultura and Soulfly. Yep. And it has the singer of one of the singers of Mastodon. Boo. Dude, this band is so fucking good. And I love so yeah, they're listed on Wikipedia as an American heavy metal supergroup. This is probably one of the most modern supergroups that's made it. And oh, and by the way, the Mastodon singer, uh, Troy Sanders. Sorry, Troy. Sorry, Troy. Yeah. But look how funny this is. You have rhythm guitar vocals, rhythm guitar vocals, bass, vocals, drum, vocals, percussion. So it's vocals, like vocals, vocals. And once again, two albums and nothing. Uh, they might do something. Yeah. Uh, but here I got to. Uh, this song just fucking got me. Destructing self-destruction. I'm sorry, deconstructing self-destruction. So you're going to get Mastodon first. Try. Okay. Now it's going to switch. He's the singer of Better Lovers now. Yep. Now that's Max. Love Max. Wow. Like three in a row. That's insane. Yeah. You got Greg. It goes from Troy to Greg to Max. That's I, good. That's oh. good stuff. Yeah, I'm a humongous fan. Just imagine me playing video games and this comes on. Like, I love those surprises. I was like, wait. The the voice that got me was actually Greg's. I was like, that sounds like the singer of Better Lovers yeah. and Dillinger Escape Land. Yep. Uh, another one? Two more. Alter Bridge. Uh, of course. Yes, we talked about them before. Uh, you've got the full three members of Creed... The full rhythm section, I should say. Mm-hmm. And Miles Kennedy, who came from the band The Mayfield Four, who yeah. never really made it. But they're actually a good band. Yeah, they never made it. Miles yeah. made it. Miles made it just fine. He did good. Yeah. He's And he's with Slash. Yeah. He made it late in life, too. He did, yeah. Like, I want to say, like, late 30s. Yeah. Good for him. I love Miles. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's one of those voices, though, right? Like, you didn't love him until you saw him live. So I saw him, right. Yeah. Yeah. We're on a record for this episode, huh? We are, yeah. All right, awesome. Well, my last one. This is definitely a supergroup. A perfect circle. Yes, yes. Fucking outstanding band. Uh, you've got members of Smashing Pumpkins. You have former members of Queens of the Stone Age in yep. it. Um, obviously, Maynard from Tool founded the band. This is a band that if you ever get the chance to see live, you need to. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, my number one concert experience in my life. Wow. Yeah. That's a big statement. Not Tool. And it's not even because it's Maynard, the whole band. It's just, yeah. Billy Howardell, who I met, amazing human being from New Jersey, too. Shout out. Represent. Uh, such a sweet person, but beyond that, such a great guitarist. And he and Maynard hooked up. 
um, because Billy was a tool guitar tech. Ah, yeah. There you go. And what goes around comes around. Yeah. Maynard yeah. heard what Billy was like, kind of like messing around with on guitar. And Billy said, yeah, I have this vision of like, I want a female singer. I want to make this like weird alt band. And Maynard was like, why don't you send it to me and let me see what I can do with it. Boom. Rest was history. There you go. That's crazy how that stuff works out. I know. Yeah. I think that is my number, probably my number one. If yeah, it's a super group. I'm yeah. calling them a super group. Yeah. APC. That counts. And who's who would, from our list, who is your number one, truly? Uh, uh, truly? Your heart and soul. Audio Slave, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Such a fun band. Yeah. I can't. It's like exhilarating listening yeah. to them out. And yeah. you know what? It's a weird label to call them dad rock. Like, yeah, they might be, but oh, there's I get something I legendarily get it, yeah. different yeah. about their songs. I get it. So I know we had mentioned, and we're almost at time, but like artists who we want to like form a super group. Well, uh, if, riddle me this. Okay. Who who would you have in? When you do four piece? Yeah. Okay. Who's your four piece uh, super group if you could create one? Can you give me a direction of the band or no? Like a genre? No. Are we talking alive people? Uh, no. Okay, it could be anything. Dead or alive, yeah. Okay, so on vocals, I'm taking Scott Weiland. Okay. Yeah. I would do Scott Weiland. I want to see him with uh, Dave Grohl Okay. on drums. I would like Wolf Van Halen on bass. Ooh, okay. Because he used to play bass for Tremonti. Yep. And speaking of, I will also take Tremonti on guitar. Because nice. that's going to be a catchy fucking album. So Very Scott nice. Weiland on vocals, Tremonti okay. on guitar, Wolfie on bass, and Dave Grohl on drums. Beautiful. That's a fun rock band. I have one crossover. Go. Wolfie on bass. Okay. John Bonham on drums. Oh, you fucker. John Bonham Jr. Oh, no. you. No, no, I no. I forgot. Yeah, okay. Dead, dead or alive. Yeah. Yep, yep. John Bonham. Obviously. I'm John Bonham on I drums. I said Scott Weiland. My bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ch- so Chester on vocals. <laughs> oh! And John Fushente on guitar. Checkmate. Checkmate. I lost. Oh. I don't remember it, but holy fuck. Both very interesting sounds. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see some future supergroups, though, happen. Let's see. Yeah. I, For me, one person I thought that would be great in a new band setting, mm-hmm. Sean Morgan from Seether. Great boys. Right? I think he could be fun. Or even, like, even as a guitar writer, I know he, like... I think he's a little underrated. I think he would be cool, but I would prefer, correct me, like, or just disagree with me. I'd prefer a super group over a feature or a collab. Like I know that was our theme last episode. Yeah, put out a whole album. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Put it out there. Wow. I'm in. Awesome. Well, do you want to send us off with, should I do it? Oh yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. In in true legend fashion. And also, also not rock. Not rock. But man, but, oh man. Rip, rip Toby Keith. Yes, Red Toby Sol- Keith. Red Solo Cup, raise one up. That's right. Never knew it was him. You didn't know this? Yeah. yeah I didn't know. Now, Red Solo Cup is the best receptive. He sounds drunk. Tailgates, fairs, and festivals, and you Thanks certainly do not have a pair of testicles if you prefer drinking <laughs> from glass. It's the best one. Hey, Red Solo Cup.
cup is cheap and disposable. In 14 years, they are decomposable. And unlike <laughs> so my good. home, they are not foreclosable. <laughs> so Freddie Mac kissed my ass. Woo! Red Solo Cup. We're both drinking out of glass, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get the solo cups yes. next time. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thank you. All right. See you next time.